shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Lyle Shelton on the line with us. Hello, Lyle. Welcome along. Thank you, Neil. Great to be with you again on this Monday. Uh, Well, Lyle, so far as uh, the weekend goes, um, all sorts of things like news polls and uh, Fairfax Ipsos polls, uh, the pollsters are all talking about uh, leadership and uh, the way that the government after the budget is faring uh, with with voters, with uh, people who are being polled. What are your thoughts on the latest polls? Yeah, it's interesting, Neil. I saw the headlines this morning of uh, the Fairfax papers and the News Limited papers uh, for for people who might not be newspaper readers. Uh, For instance, The Australian being News Limited and uh, Sydney Morning Herald, The Age being Fairfax. And uh, two different stories about uh, two different polls. One one poll, news poll, saying that uh, there was no uh, increase in public support for the government after Scott Morrison's uh, second budget last week. Uh, and the Fairfax um, papers saying that there had been. So <laughs> I think these polls, um, uh, you know, there's obviously a margin of error there, but uh, I don't think too much to read into all this. We're still a long way away from the election. And I think what this polling is telling us is um, I think people um, are not as engaged in politics as people in the Canberra bubble would like to think. And uh, even a big event like a budget last week where the nation's finances uh, are announced for the year ahead and how our tax money is going to be spent, uh, people aren't listening and um, and it's not registering um, in, in the polling. Um, and uh, I think that'll be disconcerting for Malcolm Turnbull, who is probably looking for a lift in the polls, given that um, uh, both polls show that he's behind. Well, how did you feel about the budget last week, Lyle? Because uh, a lot of people were saying for a Conservative government uh, to deliver a budget like that was like a Labor light budget, basically just increased taxes to solve the issues. Uh, What were your thoughts on the budget? Yeah, I am... I have a lot of sympathy uh, for Scott Morrison, the Treasurer, and um, and the Turnbull government uh, because uh, they have tried, uh, as did Tony Abbott before them, to achieve um, the, the funding for the programs that Australia uh, needs to pay for our welfare and schools, funding, etc., defence, uh, by um, uh, achieving savings in the budget. Um, they've been continually rejected by the Senate. Um, the government doesn't control the Senate uh, between Labor, the Greens, the Nick Xenophon team, um, uh, and uh, people like Darren Hinch, Jackie Lambie, uh, David Lionhelm, uh, and now the independent senator from South Australia, Lucy Gachui. Uh, you, you can see that the numbers just aren't there for the government to get uh, its its agenda through. So uh, billions and billions of dollars of savings um, ha- have, have not been able to be achieved. So Scott Morrison said, well, we have to look at this from a pragmatic point of view. If we want to pay for the, um, the disability insurance scheme, the NDIS, um, we, we have to fund it somehow. So he's put the Medicare levy up by half a percentage point to 2.5%. That's going to hit all of us. Um, but uh, they're the sort of pragmatic decisions that uh, he's made, and then he's put a big levy uh, on the big banks, which they're unhappy about, Uh, but it does seem there's some justification because we have a fairly um, low tax regime compared to other countries uh, on our banking sector. Uh, 
Uh, Lyle, controversy within the coalition, because as I understand it, a lot of uh, backbenchers, uh, people within the government, uh, were not very aware of what was happening until the budget was announced. Uh, And given this idea of high taxing, uh, because there's this, as I understand it, uh, this uh, foundation within the coalition that is very much uh, against raising taxes, uh, but the raising of taxes, as you're explaining, is something that uh, you know was a necessity in, if you're going to actually uh, meet the the commitments for uh, for government programs. But uh, the idea of raising taxes that is something that could be divisive within the coalition. Do you think? Yeah, very much so, um, because. Um you know, there's a school of thought, and, and I've got sympathy for this as well, is that the, the government is, is too big and that savings measures can be found to pay for the things that we really, really do need. Um, the argument being there, there's a lot of waste in, in the federal government and we shouldn't raise taxes, but we should cut expenditure uh, to, to meet that. Now, the government's tried to do that over, since 2014. The, the infamous Abbott hockey budget in 2014 uh, had a number of um, cuts which were deemed unpopular. The Labor Party opposed them, so they were un- fair. We've had this uh, fairness um, argument going on uh, in the nation. And um, so I guess the calculation for Malcolm Turnbull and Scott Morrison is, well, we we can't get um, our savings through. So the only way to pay for things like the um, NDIS, the National um, Disability Insurance Scheme, um, which is a big, big ticket item to help families with disabled um, uh, children especially, um, then we have to find a way to pay for it. Um, now, it's either raise taxes or it's continue to stare down the Senate, um, keep putting legislation to the Senate that gets knocked back, have another double disillusion election. I mean, that's a high-stakes political game. Uh, but but maybe, you know, maybe that's the way the government should have gone. Some would argue that that's... That um, place of principle is where the government should have gone because the nation's finances are not in brilliant shape. Um, our national debt is over $500 billion and um, this, these budget figures show that we are heading to $700 billion uh, in, uh, in our nation's debt. Now that's, um, that's very, very worrying uh, and yet uh, we, we have a budget situation where this is not being addressed and we're having to raise taxes uh, to fund the things that we want um, without even addressing the debt situation. So, so uh, it's, it's a difficult scenario, and, and I would not like to be a parliamentarian having to make these decisions. Well, there's plenty more to talk about as the government this week is continuing to sell its budget measures. Uh, Let's turn our attention just briefly, Lyle, uh, to the threats to the whole world. And, of course, we can't go past the idea that North Korea has had another missile launch and testing the capacity of a new missile uh, to carry a large nuclear warhead. Uh, Did you have any thoughts on, on those sorts of things that have been unfolding over the weekend? Well, well, I do, Neil, um, but it's completely based on self-interest because I've been asked to speak at a conference in uh, South Korea in about two <laughs> okay. weeks' time, so yeah. I'm watching the events there with great interest. Uh, but uh, in, in all seriousness, um, this, this is obviously a, a concern for the whole world. Um, they've just launched uh, their 10th uh, missile test this year, um, and uh, this was a, a ballistic missile which travelled 787 kilometres, landed um, about 100 kilometres short of um, Russia's Vladivostok region uh, in the, on the Pacific uh, coast. Um, this is a huge worry to particularly Japan and, um, and South Korea, uh, and uh, there's some suggestion that their missiles could even reach um, you know, Australia or, or very close to Australia. Uh, clearly, uh, this is a rogue state, and um, 
and uh, it seems like you know uh, the, the world you know beats its chest every time uh, they they launch uh, a missile, but uh, very little is done, and uh, it's um, hard to know just how far North Korea is prepared to push the international community when it comes to to this, whether they're going to push them all the way to the brink. But uh, it's it's a real concern, and um, I can only think that uh, some sort of action uh, is inevitable if North Korea keeps uh, heading down this path. It is a concern. Uh, let's come back closer to home and closer to the personal challenges that you have and that the Australian Christian Lobby has uh, with some of the opposition to positions that the Australian Christian Lobby takes. Last week, Lyle Shelton, 30 protesters picketed the Arrow Hotel in Melbourne at an Australian Christian Lobby event. Uh, What's your take as the dust settles on that, as you look back on uh, some of those things last week? Things were turning nasty. Yeah, this is very disappointing, Neil. Um, There's an element in the political discourse in this country that don't like free speech, and particularly when it comes around uh, to discussion about uh, same-sex marriage and particularly this safe schools issue. We were running a seminar in Melbourne and we ran one in Canberra the next night which was incident-free but uh, the Melbourne event um, the seminar was uh, being addressed by Professor John Whitehall who is a leading paediatrician in this country. He is a professor of paediatrics at uh, the University of Western Sydney. He knows his stuff. He's had 50 years of experience and he talks very uh, eloquently and soberly about the side effects of um, cross-sex uh, hormones, puberty blockers and surgery, all things that are promoted to children through the so-called safe schools program. But none of the dangers are talked about in this whole transgender um, uh, agenda that is being perpetrated on children in our schools around the nation. And so we wanted to help people be aware of that. Uh, some protesters found out about it. 30 of them turned up and they locked arms around the entrance to the building uh, on the public uh, um, footpath. Uh, the police uh, told me personally I, I got on the phone to the senior sergeant who was on site and she said that uh, they didn't have the resources uh, to allow um, freedom of movement and freedom of assembly. Now, my understanding is that these protesters were breaking the law uh, in, in impeding people in a public place, uh, and yet the police were powerless to act. That's very, very disappointing. Um, I, I'm, I'm very upset by a rogue so-called Christian putting a lemon rang pie in the face of the Qantas CEO, Alan Joyce, who's a supporter of redefining marriage. Uh, and uh, that man is rightly being charged by the police, and yet the police were unable to charge anyone for breaking the law in Melbourne and uh, and prohibiting uh, people from uh, attending a public lecture. It certainly is a concern and uh, my thoughts immediately go to uh, the bombing outside of the ACL headquarters in Canberra where the police appeared there to have brushed aside any possibility that something could have been more sinister in a motive there. Is there any new light on what's happened just before Christmas, wasn't it, the uh, the bombing at the ACL headquarters in, in Canberra? That's right, Neil, and you know, thank you for, for raising that. I mean, this is a, a huge frustration and concern for us. Uh, I, I've been on the phone again this morning uh, following up. Uh, we are not letting this issue rest. And, and again, um, watching the, the Alan Joyce issue unfold, and as I say, I'm very angry at that so-called Christian who, who put a pie in Alan Joyce's face. That was completely wrong and unchristian. Um, 
we've never copped a pie in the face, but we have copped a bombing of our office that uh, is mysterious. And the um, the explanations from the police the very next day that this was completely random, that there was nothing to see here, um, just doesn't wash and doesn't pass uh, the pub test, if I can use that mm. phrase. And uh, so we're, we're very concerned and um, we're not letting this issue rest. Uh, I'm continuing to follow up and uh, I'll certainly let you and and uh, and others who, who I know have been uh, very concerned for us uh, be aware as soon as anything further comes to light. It's a slow process. We'd appreciate people's prayers uh, to see a breakthrough here. And uh, one more issue before I let you go, Lyle. Uh, Coalition backbencher George Christensen has called for the Immigration Minister Peter Dutton to refuse a visa to an American neo-Nazi. Uh, are you across that issue at all and uh, and how that... Uh, there's uh, apparently a, a convention that's that's planned that this particular speaker was going to be coming and speaking at. Yeah, I'm not um, across the issue, Neil, but on, on face value, unless this fellow is inciting violence, um, I, I think people should be allowed to, to speak freely, no matter how repugnant their views are. Now, now obviously, I'm, I don't agree with Nazism, I don't agree with neo-Nazism, whatever that is. Um, and and I, I'm good friends with George Christensen. I have great regard for him. I've known him uh, for many, many years, since uh, the days when we were both involved in local government in Queensland. Uh, but uh, I, I'm just concerned that, um, that there's too much calling for people to be banned because someone doesn't like their, their views. I mean, we're accused of, of hate speech because we don't support uh, redefining marriage. And there's people who think we shouldn't be allowed to, to have a point of view. I think um, people should be allowed to speak. And then it's up to the rest of us in civil society to pull apart their arguments and to say why they're wrong. And to do that in a civil way, but in a way where the debate is open and free, rather than banning certain views. I think where we should draw the line on free speech is incitement to, to violence. And uh, unless he's doing that, uh, then I think he should be allowed to speak and uh, we should be allowed to criticise him. Good thoughts, Lyle Shelton. I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website uh, where there's tremendous resources in getting your head around some of the issues facing the nation, facing the world. And from a Christian biblical perspective, uh, simply acl.org.au. Lyle Shelton, great getting your insights as always. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.